learning Mamre Yud Aleph, and um, the 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 conversation over here is to understand the uh, the relationship between the the fourth Malchus and the first two Malchus which are beforehand. Okay, from then he went into the concept of Golus in general. Um, that all the earlier Golius was uh, sort of had an element of of um, prior knowledge about it, and th- this Golus part of the Golus is the fact that that, that it, it is it is That's that the one which is that and and and, and which. We're going to tie that back into Golos Yovan, which is the the uh, the beginning of the process of of this Golos. So there was there was Helam Hara, there was Helam Akates, um, and but there's a, there's an Akuda which is tied back to Golos Yovan. So let, let's go back a little bit. Um, okay, that's. So the morale says that Seichel is Gerhu Balamazah. That, 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 that I'm going to pick up from that point. Let's go back a little bit before. So that's on page, and on mine, it's on page Sadiches. We're in Ois Gimel, which is a long Ois, and we're, at, we're, at, we're actually at the words of Yerser Havlota, but uh, he's going to try and bring it out more, but let's go back and see it again. Okay, so this idea of that Seichel is a Gerhu Balamazah. Seichel. Elamazah is the place of, of non-seichel. Seichel is sort of like a guest visitor over here. It's not not a toisha. Um, as you know, excuse me for the com- the political commentary, as uh, you see how sometimes you know the whole society works with you know totally swayed in a way which is unseicheldic. Uh, you talk to see that seichel is, is just a guest. It's not it's not it's not a citizen who has uh, equal rights. Like everybody, like, why? Well, well, we don't think because we don't think you know. <laughs> so seichel. Is not there now. So he says it in a from morale. Morale says this in context of the bracha of Shmon Esrei of Allah Tzadikim. mentions the gerim together with the Tzadikim and the Tzadikim, etc. Now, the Tzadikim, Tzadikim, Chassidim, etc. They're the leaders of the of, of the, the, the. They're the leaders. And we're asking a special bakosha that the Bershom should should be very careful, take care of the leaders. And then we throw in and also and also take care of the Gairim. Right? So the question is, like <coughs> you know, if we're making a list of all, all the wonderful people, you know, so so maybe the Gairim fit over there. But if, if the point is that the Bershom should <coughs> take care and and, and and give a shmir to the leaders, why why are the Gairim thrown into that paragraph? The answer is that the tzaddikim, the chassidim, the kainim, the seifrim are all people which are they're seichel driven. They they think their things through and they just make decisions based on seichel. But seichel shares with the idea of gerim that that it's something which is not. Um, It's a visitor into this world, just like a ger is a visitor in a, in, in a he's a guest in the physical sense. He joins Klal as as an outsider and he comes in. 
the, the world is not a world of Seichel, and Seichel is a guest, as it were, in the world. So that's how we... Now, what exactly does it mean? Let's try and understand as best as we can. Okay, so let's talk about a Nakuda of Seichel, which would help us and as an angle to understand what does he mean that Seichel is a Ger Berlamazer. We're supposed to live In all of your acts, you should be aware of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Know him. means there should be awareness of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So, so far, he says that, that a person who lives this world, where we are, the Torah requires of us, the Torah requests of us, the Torah expects of us, that even in the areas of Rishos, we should live with awareness of Kodesh Baruch Hu. He's a partner, um, uh, you know, using the, the marriage partner, the marriage uh, muscle as a way to, to understand it, right? So there's certain things that we do in context, directly in context of the marriage. You know, things we do the husband to the wife, wife to the husband to, to, to benefit, to help, etc. But there are even the things, other things which, which we're doing, which are not directly in the context of the marriage, being aware of the fact that you're married defines the decisions that you make and how you make those decisions. So am I going to um, uh, a very crude muscle? Uh, insurance rates, the highest insurance rates for, for auto insurance rates are for single males under the age of 25. Right? And the studies have been shown that males which are married drive more carefully than males which are not married. The, the, I guess the psychology behind it, I would assume, is they do live with, with some level of, 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 of responsibility towards another individual. Now, how they're driving is not directly relevant to the marriage. I mean, I'm not talking about when they drive with their wife with them in the car, right? But the same, but even if they're driving not with the wife in the car, but they drive, there's a psychology, they drive differently because they're aware of the fact that they're marriage. There's somebody out there who cares about them. If they get hurt, it's going to not just their own decision, how they want to live their own lives, you know, what do I care? I want to throw my life. It's my business. But there's somebody out there who cares enough, and that affects them to the point that they're not going to drive like that. So that's not directly in the context of the marriage. It's double shus, as it were. But um, you live it differently because you're part of a relationship. So means that we're, we live with the relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. So while I'm directly doing mitzvahs, that's directly that's something which is directly in the context of the relationship. So the husband... Um, you know, uh, be, being clean around the house, that's directly in the context of the relationship, as opposed to um, something else. It's not directly in the context. So mitzvahs are directly in the context. Other things are not directly in the context, but you still be, you have to live with that awareness that, that, you're, that you're, you're connected to Kodesh Baruch and that should impact your decisions. So, um, so uh, how, how I'm eating, I'm eating with the awareness that Kodesh Baruch is, is part of that, that the equation of my, of my eating. So I, I should eat differently. Okay, so so far no chidushim. 
that you don't, that the so that that's not his chiddush. But okay. But I want to add a, a, a point which maybe it's not as obvious. Key. So a person is doing his chayy his uh, his uh, areas of which are not directly. Connected to mitzvahs, not averes and not mitzvahs. He's uh, eating, drinking, sleeping, etc. Um, so, if a person does it without kavon on the shem shemayim, he is uh, he's uh, he is not being mekayim b'chol Then you should be aware of kadosh baruch on everything that you do. Um, um, Okay. Um, but that seichel, there can be actions that a person does which are shy to the world of Iker and Tafel. So, the Gemara says in Shabbos that a person takes a cleave and he puts a small amount of some some, some item into the clean. He carries the clean outside. So the Morris says, if the the sheer he of on Hutzah on Shabbos, the different items have different shirim. So the item which he's carrying out is is part of the mikdashir. So the Morris says that he's potter. The Morris said, yeah, but the clean is clearly a shear. So why is he potter? The, the contents are pachos mikdashir, but the kli is, is more than a shear. So why is he potter? So more says because the kli is there to mishdamish to the contents. He's made the kli a tuffel to the contents. And since the contents are pachos mikdashir, he's potter off all the kli. So it comes out that he's doing a maisa, which Batsim is a maisa, which is a, which is a shear hutzohan shabbos. But since in his mind he was kaveya, that the purpose of the, con- the the container is to mishamish the contents, so he's potter. So through his seichel, through his thought process, he was kaveya r- roles in, in the different items over here. And that defines the action. So the action is defined not by just the action he did, but but the, the what's primary, what's secondary in the, in the action. So now when you start looking at a lifetime and the different activities that we do, we can have a situation where a person, let's say, a person works t- 10 hours a day and he learns two hours a day. So is this person a learner or a worker? Right? So Seicha will, 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 will decide. If his primary goal in his day is to learn and his purpose of working is to facilitate being able to have the finances that he needs to be able to be available to learn those two hours. So the 10 hours of the day that he's working are the clee to the contents, which is the two hours. So the the, the mokum of Iker and Tofel is nikva in the seichel. Nothing changed. The two people going to work, keeping the exact same hours, learning the exact same amount. and But, they're, but their reality of what they're living is two different realities. Because this person made his kvias that the Iker is 
the the the, the, the ten hours are a clee to the two hours, and this person didn't. And the only place that's going to take place is in the world of the seichel. So behold, the Eyu it plays out in the world of the seichel. It's not just stam. Well, you you, you didn't do chazal the same shemayim. Seichel is going to be. There's, the Rebbe gave us this tremendously extraordinary instrument called the seichel, which can be convey what your life looks like, even though you're doing the, the actions remain exactly the same. So there was a pagam in these shamshas of the seichel. You didn't. You, the Russian gave you an instrument which allows for a a whole type of arrangement and a usage of of a lifetime, and it's all nikva in one place called the seichel. Okay. Um, so, one second. Okay, so I promise I don't have the same service adaf as you do. So um, I can tell. Yeah. Okay, so let's um, so let's go again. Mikol Malkam. So, so what he's adding over here is um, so so we have this, we have a concept called mikol d'rechel d'ayu, which we know that means that a person has an opportunity to komaseliyu b'shem shemay. So that's that's easy, right? So I understand that if I'm this if I a person. Who eats l'shem shemayim and I sleep l'shem shemayim and I'm mizdaka to my wife l'shem shemayim and I do everything l'shem shemayim. I'm going to get scarf everything. Everything becomes a mitzvah. So that's an extraordinary opportunity which I'm losing. We got that, okay? He says, but there's he wants to bring this back into the world of a of a bitzel in the hishtamshus of the concept of seichel. Come on, come on, mishtamish. Come on, come on, mishtamish. The kaiyach seichel the chefsei rishus tam. Person takes the kach of seichel and uses it for rishus, as opposed to for the shem shemayim. He's misappropriating the usage of seichel. So there's a pagam besides the fact that I didn't make this ma'isa chilo into a, a, a something more than a chilo, but. Obviously, with the heel that I'm doing, there's hishtamshus of the seichel in that, the the acquisition of the food, the decision to make the food, how to make the food. There's a lot of different things I'm using my thought process for the seichel the Russian gave me. Now, is that why the Russian gave you a seichel to figure out how to make scrambled eggs? Right? Let's say you know very, you know, obviously not. Why? So the ikr of your deber has to be in Torah. The, 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 if we want to describe the mitzvah of Torah, we could say that you have to learn an hour a day. Right? You have to learn three hours a day. You have to learn five minutes a day. We can define the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to learn. So that's incorrect. It's not how the Torah says it. Torah says, that your primary deber is in Torah. Now, again, it's not discussing hours. It's discussing primary versus secondary. 
but the, the Torah doesn't give the mitzvah in the context of there's a chiyav to learn. The Torah gives the mitzvah in the concept of ikar tiburcha is bought. Okay, el shesoyv and yadosh mitzvah tamot Torah who menias tzuras ikar mikol sugis asker shal seichel muvari iskasas bechachmos haTorah. So the the mit the Torah gave the mitzvah tamot Torah in the context of you are convey the dibur obviously is an expression of the seichel of the person's thought process, right? Hopefully, I mean, there are people who that mouth engage when the seichel doesn't engage, and the mouth engages. That, that that's a but the idea, right? No comments, um, right? But the the point is, but any type of of conversation, there's some level of thought put in. You have to convey that your your primary function of dibur slash seichel, the primary function is 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 for is for the minotaur. Again, we're not discussing hours. We're discussing primary versus secondary. Now, a lot of times, people's primary and secondary are defined by their hours, but that doesn't have to necessarily be true. So when I when I I'm oisig in this world, the shem shemayim. That means everything becomes part of the primary. When I'm oisig in this world, not the shem shemayim, those things become a function of their own. So when I'm eating, because eating is the Barsham made human being that he needs to eat, and eating is something which will give me health, eating which is something which will give me a certain level of, of satisfaction and simcha, and I will have the menuchas and nefesh to be able to, to do mitzvahs and learn Torah, etc., and be a good husband. The eating becomes a vehicle to help me fulfill my obligations. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean that a person has to eat so, you know, my whole purpose of eating is only cool of the Shem Shemaim. I am not enjoying a mashu, a morsel of that. Because I'll say that there's, because I'll say that, um, that there's three things which expand the person's das. Isha Noah, Bayes Noah, the third one, what the third one is, right? Um, um, so, Chazal is saying that there's, are, are recognizing that a person who lives in, 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 a, in a pleasant place, his mind is more open to think, his das is expands, he feels good, and he feels more comfortable, and he can understand things better, he can relate to things better, he can relate to things in a more positive way. So a person who had a good meal can be as well. Right? So that's also part of it. Right? I'm in a positive mood, because you know, I'm able to eat, eat food that I enjoy, etc. But but that the purpose is the food, as opposed to the food as a vehicle for something greater. That that's the shock of a tire over here. One of my, um, uh, how do I say it? Uh, this is not supposed to be a musar share. It's supposed to be a makshava share. But um, one one of my my the the areas where I get I guess challenged by frustrated with is people who talk about food. Right, like you know, they went, they went to City X, and yeah, the restaurants were great, and they did check out this restaurant. It, like you know, it's a great city because they have good restaurants. Right, it's a great city because hopefully there's wonderful people there. There's things which, which there's sites to see which will are, have a beauty to them, have a, expand you opportunities to meet people, etc. Food is why you like the city because you like food. Like it, it, it's um, 
that's not what human being is. Animals like food. You know, imagine the you know the cows are having a conversation. Says that pasture is wonderful. There's good grass there. Like you know, so we're sharing with the with 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 the animals the grass. You know, so we don't have grass. We eat pizzas. So now, Shabbos Suda, your wife makes a beautiful Suda. You say, you know, the, the food was really geschmack and it's really appreciated and it was, tastes so good, etc. You're focusing on the food as a vehicle to recognize that oh, that whoever made the meal, sometimes the husband makes the meal, right? But that, that what they're doing is food can be a vehicle of Hatava. I give people good food, they feel good, they feel geschmack, they enjoy it. So I've been made it to somebody. The person put put feeling into it, the person put emotion to it, the person put passion into it. The person made it look, the presentation should look nice, the aesthetic should look nice, because it, it, people enjoy it more. You send the meal to somebody, and you package it in a cardboard box, and you know you just throw the stuff in, you know, doesn't show the same level of, of respect and care about the other person as when you package it nicely and in a nice container, etc. Right? That's, so, but when you do that, it says, you know, oh, the, the goal over here is aesthetics. No, the, the aesthetics is not the goal. goal. Aesthetics is a vehicle how to make people feel better. So when you take the Karech of Seichel and I spend 15 minutes figuring out how to package it, because my goal is I like packaging, right? We, we're missing the point. My goal is because people, will, it'll put a smile on people's face when they see such a beautiful thing. Then I, I, cha- I change the whole Misa with one thought process. Right. So the, the 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 abuse of the seichel goes back to this concept of the divertibum, that the Torah says that the primary reason why we're supposed to be thinking individuals is to use that as a vehicle to apply it to the world of Torah. I we live a chayy rishus and we spend maybe the majority of the day in chayy rishus, not a stira, because with your seichel you can be conveying what the purpose of the chayy rishus is. And then right there, it's not it's not a stira to your to that you're living a life. Of being of of, of Torah mitzvahs. Okay, we also have lot of neimer. So that, that now this is where we got to last week. So as Rabbi Dimelazatzal would say, he says, forty minutes into the into the shir, he says, no, we will come to our topic. Right. You ever listen to his recordings? Anybody listen to his recordings? Like this Thursday night chumashir, not chumashir, Thursday night shir. Like usually about the, the, you got to the topic about about forty minutes. The shir was an hour. You give a hakdoma, you give a hakdoma, and then you know after about forty minutes into the shir, says, "No, we come to our topic." I'm like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> okay. Yosef lot them number. Now let's 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 say this a little um, more pronounced. Kichosim hagreira l'tara sarchi tavua akoliskaskus siklis. That the the idea that you're you're stamping something that is connected to the world of Torah. Has to be on anything which you're you're, you're applying the mind to. Okay, so it comes out that the seichel, which is the vehicle which, which allows you to be with the bar bomb, when it's misused, that's a greater abuse than anything else, because the seichel is the vehicle of of limanatara, of the, this kavias of what life is about. And that's Nikra in the world of the Seichel. And I take that thing itself and I use it for something otherwise. So that's a worse abuse than if, than, than the, the Chil itself. I could use the Chil for two purposes. 
one level of, 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 an, of an issue. I can use the seichel, which is to you what the purpose of the achil is for, not, not for the right, right purpose. It's, you, you're taking the instrument which was given to solve the problem, and you're using it to, to extend the problem. That's a worse abuse. Okay. Although the other kaiches, if you don't, if you don't, if you, if you misuse them, so you haven't done. That's an extraordinary bittel of Torah in the sense of if you use the seichel as a vehicle to define everything else you do. Everything else will be what we call Torah. And you use that thing, which is Kaveya, the purpose for Torah, and use it not for Torah. That's Mamash Bittal Torah. You mean Mamash Mavapal Torah by doing that. So, by using it stam, not even using it negatively, quote unquote, but using it stam, without thinking, using the seichel to figure out whatever you ever have to do, without using that for the for the full intent, it's everything seichel can be the is always the vehicle to be kaveya purpose, and you made the, the seichel is is if you if you would want to say that let's rephrase the sentence over here maybe like this the, the extraordinary element of is that life is purposeful. An animal doesn't live a purposeful life, in the, at least in the eyes of the animal. It's not contemplating with purpose. It's not. It's not. It's not grappling with what's my what's my purpose in life. You know, the, 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 the cows ever philosophize, why am I here? Right? Cows don't philosophize why they're here or not. Human beings uh, should be philosophizing why am I here. Life is purposeful. Um, the the clee which defines purpose is the seichel. So the seichel was given if the if, if the, the most important point is the idea that life is purposeful. So therefore, that whatever I do should come under the umbrella of purpose. Um, let's let's look at make a crude motion. Let's say a person decided. His goal in life is to become a, a, a multimillionaire. And he's driven with that purpose. So you can see that per- person, every decision that he makes, what, what type of car that he gets, where, how he drives his car, you know, whether he spends the money on the car, doesn't spend the money on the car, everything is always measured against that goal. Right? There are people like that. Right? They, they, live, they, they live very purposefully. Now, their purpose might be questionable, but they live purposefully. So the Russians said we should live purposefully. We should, we should. So therefore, our eating, our sleeping, etc., should all be part of. If it's not part of the purpose, it means we're not really living purposefully. Purposely, purposefully, right? Right. If if I would measure out that the majority of my day I'm doing things which I'm not really thinking about why I'm doing them, and it's not, and it doesn't fit into my real my real goal in life, so I'm living a life which is not purposeful. If I could say that I could, I could. The Russian says I give giving you a clue which allows you to make all of that purposeful. Just one thing, just aside that why, why, why you're doing it. And I take that clee, so it means that the seichel is the clee of purpose. It's, it's kaveh, what purpose is. And I take that and I use it 
on purpose, on purpose, purposefully. Okay, right. So that's an abuse of the whole concept of seichel. That's what he's trying to say. So, let's go back to my 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 guy whose goal in life is to become a multimillionaire, right? So he's decided that the reason why Russian gave him in, intelligence, or the you know the reason why he has intelligence, you know, evolution gave him intelligence, whatever, whatever he comes from, right, is because he his goal is power. He wants that power. So his mind can always understand the purpose of power and the right. See, he recognizes any time he uses his mind for something other than that purpose, he's wasting his mind. Right? What was what was the sign? A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Thank you. I got some blank looks from everybody else over there. Okay. Right. So um, he's saying the reason why mind is is is, is, a, is a terrible thing to waste because the mind is different than everything else. The mind is pushing what takes you and, 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 and defines purpose. Using something which is purposeful, unpurposefully, is is a is a hafkoa and it's whole Um I'm just trying to give you, let me let me give me a second. I'm just trying to think of a muscle of how to say it. Because I don't I'm not seeing this this glimmer of recognition in, in, in people's eyes. Partially it's because their, their screens are dark, but that's a different issue. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, 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 that's correct, that's correct, but I want to take it a step further, yeah. Okay, so, so, I, I'm, so I'm, uh, okay, you know, there's a concept in, in, in known as Me'ila, right? Me'ila is, is misappropriation of hectish, right? Something which, which has... A certain uh, kedusha to it, it has a milo to it, and we take it for something other than that purpose. Is the Torah describes that as a separate ma'aseveira called me'ila. Um, so uh, let's go back to the muscle of marriage. I think maybe the help us. Right? So a man and woman get married. Right. So what's the purpose of the marriage? Purpose of the marriage is to, to, to create a bond, a relationship between the two parties, right? 
So that's an extraordinary thing. Um, let's say the person gets married because it's going to enhance his his social stature. The wife is already quite high in society, and the man's real motivation of getting married is in order to enhance his social stature. Right? So we say, you know, that's you know, that's not why you get married. You get married because you want a relationship with somebody. He's not really, he's not really interested in the relationship. The relationship is just a vehicle for enhancing a social stature. So that's the problem, right? So that's that's a that's a wrong reason to get married. It's worse than that, right? Because the whole idea of a marriage is to go into a a bond with somebody that you become a giver as opposed to a taker. The, the primary chiddush of marriage is that you move into a relationship where you're committed to be, always thinking about somebody else's uh, feelings, needs, emotions, etc. Uh, at least simultaneously with yours, and preferably ahead of yours, many times. And that and that moves you from being an individual to being part of something greater than than that. But a person takes the vehicle called marriage. And makes it as a hechatim. Just I couldn't care less whether it's good for her or not. But since it's going to enhance my status, so you've taken the, the whole concept of marriage, and you've 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 which could be a consecration of kedusha, in the sense of it 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 it, it enhances you, and makes you part of something greater, and you made it all about yourself. So that's just not just that you've that you you're not marrying for the right reason. That's a total me'ila on the, on the concept of kedushin, of marriage. It's a total misuse of the primary purpose of what marriage is. He's taking something which is made for the vehicle of being a bond and giving, etc., and made it about taking and, and being selfish. So that's that's a, a, a much more egregious type of problem than just saying, well, you know, he's not getting married for the right reasons. It's, it's taking something which it, it so he's saying that the the, the problem with seichel, seichel is the the Bershom created the concept of seichel to be able to give to be, to give, make life purposeful, that's why it was created. So the purpose of seichel is to create purpose. And to use seichel, unpurpose purposefully, is a total desecration of the concept of seichel. That's what he's trying to say. It's not just that, well, I, I didn't use it well. I had an opportunity, I didn't use the opportunity. I've taken the opportunity, I've used it for the exact opposite of the purpose of what the, what the opportunity was supposed to be and, and what its purpose is. That's what he's grappling with. That, that's what he's saying. Version created Seichel as the vehicle which will allow us to give life purpose because life is not purposeful without thinking. Um... You know the belt. Uh, they say over the Maisa with the Chavos Chaim that um, Chavos Chaim one time asked one of his Talmidim, you know, because I'll say that the Mon, right, the Mon tasted like whatever you whatever you wanted to think to taste like, whatever you thought it tasted like. So the Chavos Chaim asked the Talmidim, "What would be if you didn't think? What did it taste like?" And the Chavos Chaim answered, "Tastes like tastes like nothing." It says, "On seichel hotish kentam." That was the that was the Chavos Chaim's Oisvir. Without without inputs, it, it becomes a different. It's a different Misa. So, I could do a Misa and uh, okay. Let, let's 
Rishosalant, right? Rishosalant said a famous line. I think we mentioned this last time, right? To, 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 you have an, an innkeeper. He made this comment. He was by an inn one time. He says, that in, he says the innkeeper, that you're, you're a tremendous balchesser. People are traveling, and those, you know, they would travel in this, in this horrible mud, rain, snow, sleet, in these open wagons, you know, they're freezing, you know, no, no warm food, etc. They come into the inn, and it's warm inside, and they give them a bed, a nice bed with a book and a quilt over there, with, you know, with their, their down comforter, and they give them some nice hot food. But if your kibbana is to be mative, but you, you possibly need money to accept the you need to live, so then you're balchesed. If your kibbana is to make money, so you're always balchesed. So whatever whatever you're thinking, then define what this mice is. Is this a mice of a tava? You feel good about being able to take care of people and help people, but you, you, it's okay to charge because your mice you need you have a right to charge. Or the is your goal is making money. So you're not about you're not a you're not a balchesed. You're not a mative. You're you're a hungry, money hungry, selfish person. But it's only the, the whole difference in the two is what you're thinking. There's no difference in the mice, so the mice can be exactly the same. But the, the, the seichel is conveying what the mice is. So the same way that's true in that example, that's true in any example that we live. But but the place where you're going to, the place where you're going to uh, d- define it is in the world of what you're thinking. Now, when I use that thing called thinking for something other than that, I make it let, not purposeful, it's pasha it, 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 it's It's a me'ila in the concept of seichel. That's what he's. That's what he's trying to say. Am I making sense? Just give me some feedback over here. Yeah, Craig, what's it? Yeah. Okay. You know, again, when you're talking about in the practical levels of avoidup, that might be true, right? But um, we, 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 we all understand in, that in in, a, in, a, in in the in the final picture, it, it's okay. Go back to marriage, right? The guy gets married, right? So why are you getting married? I always put it out to the to the to the, the Baltimore dating. Not always when I have a conversation with them. It says, you know, the, the dating process, engagement process, the marriage process is very challenging. The dating process, the primary thought process of most people which are dating, male and female, is what what can I get out of this relationship? I'm looking for somebody which will make me happy. So my goal in the relationship is, I want to be happy, right? Um, so I'm looking for the person which will meet all of my criteria of doing that. Somewhere in the 
engagement process, the person feels such a cash with other individual where they said that, that they, the goal becomes not about making me happy. There was very people that said that because listen, I'm I'm my goal in life is I want to make people happy. I want to find the woman who I can make the most most happy out of all the women out there. There's very few people who date for that purpose, right? And if they would, I would get very nervous that the guy's you know you know a little bit strange, right? But if the guy goes into marriage with that thought process, it's a mess because marriage is not about making you happy. Marriage is about being able to be mavater and give to give to somebody else and make somebody else happy. Now, the byproduct of that usually is happy wife, happy life, right? Right. But and yes, you'll be happy, and of course, you you don't mind you you enjoy that as well. But if the person by the time they get married, he says, "You know, so my real goal is the bottom line is still about me." And I had a guy like that. I had a guy. I remember a guy with like you know, gave him the chosen shul. He was like he was so into the etc. And they got married, and like within during Shabbat brachas, the, the the I got a phone call from. Um, the column, or within the, within the week after Shabbat I'm, I'm talking about Mamash in the first week and a half of marriage. You know, my husband said, listen, you know, this is the way I am. I'm not going to change. I can't change. You know, take it or leave it. You know, I'm do things which are going to bother you, and I really couldn't care less. And it's not about you, it's about me. And this poor woman was fairly devastated. Right? He's and he's a wonderful guy. Like, you know, yeah, he does a lot of good favors to people. He does a lot of nice things to his wife. The bottom line is, don't you ask me to do in any way, change, or form anything which I have to change in order to make, make my wife happier because I'm not interested in changing to make my wife happy. Right? It's like, what do you think marriage is? So if I like staying out at 3 o'clock in the morning, it's tough luck on you, you know. And if I like drinking beer or getting dead drunk Friday night, tough luck on you. And if I, it's all, it's all that matters what I like. Now, I happen to like being with you because you're, you're, you're beautiful, etc., etc., etc. But as long as you're nice to me, you don't yell at me too much, I'm happy to be with you because you make me happy. The, if the primary goal is happiness, if that's the goal, right, you're not going to have a good marriage. If the goal is to, to, to be, be able to create a bond with somebody, which means to create a bond, you're going to have to be given. You're going to have to be about it. You're going to have to do things that you're not necessarily excited about. But the bond is worth it. So the final result is, yes, happiness. Right. So, but if, if a person never gets moved, moves past that, so in, in, the, in the definition of marriage, he's totally lacking what marriage is. The Russian says, I created an Anushama, I put you in this world, and I gave you everything, all of these, all of these abilities, etc., is because as a human being, you can connect to Kodesh Baruch You can become something greater than just the physical reality. And, you know, along the way, yes, you're a human being, and you have Yetzirah, and, you know, if, if you're going to just try and just learn 27 hours in every 24-hour period, it's not going to work. You need to sleep, and you need to feel happy, you need to be upbeat, etc. All that is called valid needs of a human being. But if that becomes the, the primary purpose, it's abuse of, of the, the, the kind that we were given. Now, can I be honest that along the way there's going to be times when I'm not able to focus on the, the, you know, the purpose of life. It's not my primary thing dangling in front of me why I'm, why I'm running to the goal. Yes, I have to be honest, that's where, where I'm at. I, but I want to recognize that conceptually that's not a logical thought process. That the logical thought process of the purpose of life, the Russian created life for something greater than just life. The Russian didn't create us to live life. He created us to live life because life is a vehicle for something greater. 
this is a vehicle for a relationship, for a bond, for uh, and to get that bond, I'm, I'm willing to invest in it. Yeah, now, along the way, I recognize that for me to be the husband that, I, that I'm supposed to be in the relationship, if, if all I'm doing is being a vater, I'm not going to be able to handle it. I can't. So we, we say that, you know, I, I have a right to have expectation that my wife should be supportive, etc. And that'll give me the, the strength to be able to be the good husband that I'm supposed to be. But, you know, but as long as I'm keeping my eye on the ball, the fact that I have other functions, other purposes along the way, that's fine. But if I lose my eye on the ball, i got a problem. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I said a muscle once, which is really, you know, um, driveway companies. You ever hear my story about driveway companies? Okay. Did you know what driveway companies are? Mayor Sandler should probably know what they are. So they used to have this thing called driveway companies. They still exist, but they're not in anymore. So let's say I need to get my car, get a car from uh, Chicago to New York. Craig, you're nodding your head. Remember the story now, right? So I used to use it. Was, it was they, they, somebody had an iron file. I don't know, I guess about 40 years ago, 50 years ago, they had the iron file. Like, you know, listen, there's people who need to travel from place A to place B. There's cars they have to go from place A to place B. Let's, let's, let's do a shidduch. So I would walk into the, the, the company, and they, they were they were basically were Shulchanan. So if I had a car that needs to get from Chicago to New York, I go to the Chicago branch of this company, and I say, I need the car to get from there. He says, great, okay. Meanwhile, you have a college student which comes in and says, I need to get from Chicago to New York. He says, well, we have a car, but we need to get from Chicago to New York. You can drive the car. Right? Now, a few things which had to be given thought. So first of all, they what they would do is they would give you a full tank of gas and money for, for gas and tolls. So it cost you nothing. The driver got, got, cost him nothing. He didn't get paid any money. Because, I mean, basically, they covered the costs. They charged the person who needs the transport th- four times that. So they pocketed the difference. But there was this one concern over here is that maybe the driver will decide to have scan with the car. Slight detail, right? So they... When you walk in, they would take a photograph of you, they would fingerprint you, and they would give you a time frame when you have to deliver the car. And then they would say that if you don't deliver within you know, X amount of hours after that time frame, the, your face and your fingerprints are given to the FBI because it's an interstate crime. From co- stealing something over state lines, is, is, it goes to the FBI. So that usually wasn't deterrent enough for most people that they wouldn't want to abscond with the car. And they had insurance, obviously, to cover that you know, possibility. So one time I was there in, in this in this company. There was like there's a few different companies. There was they, for states that they all, you know, had to have uh, be the first one in the phone book. So there was a a a a a a a driveway company, and there was a a a a a driveway company because you know who goes first? And that was like they were all like with with like four A's in front of them or something. Okay. Like the first guy was an auto driveway company. Like he got he got into the A because the first one was driveway company. They gave me auto driveway company. So he's A now. He's only D. Then the course, you know, whatever. Okay. So I was an A A A driveway company. I'm, I'm picking up a car going from Cleveland to New York for a date. And you would go and you would hope there was somebody. Now cars from Cleveland to New York were much more common than cars from New York to Cleveland. I have to tell you. <laughs> so always was there was always was a problem. You might get stuck in New York when you did that. Was going to take you took the bus back. Like that was the plan. Um, there was a guy picking up a car going to Phoenix. So they gave him, I think, three driving days to get there. So I'm thinking to myself, an interesting thought. I said, okay. So they expect him to drive, I think, eight to ten hours a day. 
and the three-hour driving days is enough time to get there, etc. Then you have 12 hours from the time you arrive to deliver the car. So, um, theoretically, the guy could drive 30 hours straight and get it there within a day and a half. They don't want you to drive 30 hours straight because you're not going to be able to handle that. You're going to smash the car. They want you to take rest. They want you to stop overnight. They want you to, to sleep. They want you to, to stop and get something to eat. They want you to take rest along the way. Right? But if the guy spends too much time on the rest stop, it's a federal it's a federal offense. That's life. We have a goal we have to get to. The person says, I don't mind that you stop along the way. I, don't, I want you to stop along the way because that's what's going to give you the, the, the strength and the ability to keep going. If you make that the, the purpose, that's a federal offense. That was the motion that I used with the driveway company. Uh, just one funny story with that. I once picked up a Cadillac Fleetwood Brome from like the 19... I guess it's like 1981, 82, 82, I guess. A brand new Fleetwood Brome. The owner had... It was a car which had started in Chicago broke down in Cleveland and, they, had, and they, they took it to the mechanic in Cleveland and the, the Cleveland was sending it to New York and it was being shipped to Norway. The owner had moved to Norway and he was shipping his his tank. Fleetwood Brome was like a gigantic Cadillac car. So I was driving this Cadillac car and I came to the, I had to drop it off in Newark in the, by the shipping the shipping company. So I drive in in this Cadillac and by the people at the gate, ooh, <laughs> I into the into I walk into the, into the, into the office <laughs> You're the, you're the driver. You're, you're, you're like nobody chashu. You're just you're just you're just the, the shliach. You know you're just the errand boy. But I walked into the, drove through the gate. Like I can see the guy looking at it. Like whoa. You know, like you know like so. There's some, some funny stories along the way that you had. Um, of course, once you dropped off the car, you were carless. Like you know, I had a, once I had to drop off a car in Arlington Heights. It's north of Chicago. So like I had I had dropped it off. Then I had to get back. To Chicago, where I was, where I which, where I was, where it was my goal to be, I had to get back to you know you had to figure out to get to take like a bus to the train and train. To, it's an ASIC, but you know, listen, I got a free car for the ride there, so that was the way of doing it. Okay, the rest of the stop here.